I'm not going to lie. We haven't done these uh, for a little minute. So I was struggling at first. I was like struggling to get my words out and what to say, but we're back and we got some betting early betting for you. Cause uh, you know, we've been busy, Brian, we've, we've been busy. You you've moved into your new place. You got the Puerto Rican flag in the background, uh, feeling more at home. Um, but you know, we got some good fights coming up finally. You know, I actually got that for Nate Mena Serrano fight um, because they were passing them out and they just had them even on the media seats, the the makeshift media seats that that casino had. And um, yeah, I grabbed a couple. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make use of these. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how. You're doing your job. You're just like waving around the flag. <laughs> you're like Puerto Rico. Can't, can't cheer from the can't cheer from the media seats. Can't you can't. That's why it's funny. So for yeah. people that don't know, when you're in the media section, whenever you're media, period, you cannot cheer or like do well, anything crazy. Let Let's change. You you shouldn't. Yeah. Before it was you can't. Now it's you shouldn't. The herbs still do. Like I'll go to I'll go cover boxing matches like in person. And dudes would just straight up be cheering for boxers right next to me in the media seat. You shouldn't um, do that. It's unprofessional. But, but y'all like some of them dudes on their YouTube channel. So I, I you know, I'm not going to say anything, but it is what it and is. And also, you just got to be professional because um, I saw Will Farrell at the soccer game the other day and I was literally beside him and I wanted to be like, did you just grab my ass? But I didn't because I had to be professional. You never seen that at the Roxbury? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. How have you? I feel old now. Night of the Roxbury is okay. one of my favorite no, movies. I, I didn't know and one of the lines, from... one of the lines in the movie is he keeps on saying, did, did you just grab my ass? Did you just grab my ass? <laughs> now he doesn't say it. this guy says it. I didn't know that was from a bit. So yeah. you could imagine how that landed on me once it was said. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic, classic movie. And for anyone that's seen that movie, where's you would be Avon laughing. Barksdale? Where <laughs> did you just grab my ass? Anyways, he was like mad serious though. And I wanted to I wanted to fan out, but I couldn't because I was like, shit. Okay. Anyways. Um, should we get should we get to betting? Should we get to betting? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Go watch that movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you? Welcome back to the Mandatory. We got some good betting for you. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure you do. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on our social media channels. We're at the Mandatory TKO. And if you're listening to this on the audio side, because we are available on wherever you find podcasts, we just had a great intro that probably will only be heard by people that, you know, subscribe to the show on audio, which by the way, you should, and then, you know, leave a rate and review as well. Just, yeah. I <laughs> Brian, Brian hasn't seen a movie I'm before and I, and I quoted a line from a movie Yeah. and I won't say it again. Cause you know what? You need to go and listen to it on the audio side. Cause it was hilarious. A lot of dudes, um, you know what? I'm not even going to make that joke. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. All right, we got we got some good fights uh, coming up on this Thursday um, because, of course, Formula One in Vegas. So we got the fights on a Thursday, which we normally don't get. I love the Friday fights, uh, but this one I'm kind of feeling on a Thursday. It's going to go head-to-head, though, with Thursday Night Football. So I'm, I'm going to try to be watching a little bit of everything. Uh, but uh, the co-main is a really good one. It's Emmanuel Neverette and Robson Conceição. This one 
a great fight. Neverette, a minus 1300 Robson Conceição, a plus 700. Brian, how are you betting this one? Yeah, this is going to be going on the same time as Bengals Ravens, which uh, I got to watch. I, I got to watch. Like, I'm going to have like two screens up. I'm going to have uh, at least two bets up. I'll tell you that right now. By the um, way, post fight show as well. We'll be doing that live. Yeah, um, yes. So make sure to join us. We'll remind them again at the end of the show as well. That's a great call. But yeah, Emmanuel Navarrete. Um, the odds for this are out. Emmanuel Navarrete is a mega favorite. Um, as is this next fight we'll be talking about, similarly priced. But as of this recording, even the knockout odds aren't available yet. But we're going to just call what we're looking to bet on regardless, because obviously we're not going to give you a minus 1300 bet here. For me, this is Emmanuel Navarrete by knockout all the way. Now, depending on the price, I will probably parlay it if it's, let's say, longer than or shorter than minus 175 or something along those lines. If it gets to minus 200, I'm just going to, you know, put in a parlay or whatever the case may be. It could stand alone if it's like minus 150 or something like that, uh, which could be the case because Hobson Concesao is tough challenger who Shakur Stevenson beat before, who Oscar Valdez beat before, but has never been dropped, never been stopped uh, at the very least. And... I think that with Emmanuel Navarrete, he's just an unbelievable pressure fighter who I felt like could have finished Oscar Valdez, but Oscar Valdez was just another level of tough that night when they fought um, not that long ago, as a matter of fact. So like that Emmanuel Navarrete is also staying active here. Um, where I'm going to lean for when the odds come out is just Navarrete straight up by knockout. But if I had to just sort of get better odds due to group round betting. If the knockout is like minus 300 or something along those lines, and I'm going to look at seven to 12, I'm going to look for a sort of later stoppage because I think Hobson Concesao is going to, you know, sort of tough it out for a while. Um, but I think that as a pro, he's a great amateur, but as a pro kind of predictable, once you get to these level of fighters, and I think Navarrete is going to sort of figure him out. I don't expect him to struggle a ton. He gets hit. But I don't think this is the kind of puncher that I would worry about. I was much more worried about Oscar Valdez sort of getting yeah. to Emmanuel Navarrete. And Navarrete is just long and can hit you from weird angles and has a bionic chin and doesn't really care how much you hit him. He can keep coming forward. He's just a classic Mexican-style fighter, but he's very, very smart as well. And I just think he's going to have a big, big night, perhaps the performance of the night. All right, so Emmanuel Navarrete's last fight against Oscar Valdez. I actually took Oscar Valdez because I was like, Valdez is a power puncher. Uh, he's one of my favorite boxers. And we all know that Emmanuel Navarrete gets hit a lot. But in that fight, I think Emmanuel Navarrete really proved me wrong because I was always like, someone's going to drop him at some point. Someone did drop him. There was a fight where he did get dropped. Let's keep that in mind. Um, but I was like, someone's going to stop him at some point because of the way that he fights. He can be reckless at times. He can be defensively irresponsible. But he's got a chin of steel at the same time. Like, he'll take the shots, figure it out, get back up, and just do Emmanuel Navarrete things. Um, he's kind of unconventional. He's like, has a different type of body, uh, power puncher. He's relentless. He's going to come forward. And he's going to figure it out. Nasty uppercut. And uh, Robson Conceição, he is a formidable opponent. Like, Robson Conceição is not a layup at all. At one point, this is crazy. Robson Conceição is 35 years old now, which is crazy to He's me. amateur for a minute. 
at one point, remember how top rank was trying to push him? And then Robson can say so, like he turned amateur, but he turned pro a little bit later than he should have. Um, but he was one of the stories coming up where everyone was kind of talking about him and what he could have been. Um, but he's one of those guys that's very skilled. And I think at some points in this fight, he's going to have good moments in this fight. But I think Emmanuel Navarrete is going to break him down because Robson Kinsaysau doesn't have that power. He's more of a skilled boxer uh, that's going to land some punches here and there, throw some nice combos and try to break you down throughout the fight. But I don't think that's going to happen to a guy like Emmanuel Navarrete. Will Robson Kinsaysau land some shots on Neverete, yes, but I don't think it's going to do any damage to Neverete. So for me, I like Neverete by knockout. Uh, the odds actually haven't really come out yet for that. I like the alternative group round betting. That's where I think I'm going to make my money. And what I would actually look for is rounds 10 through 12 because Robson Conceição has never actually been stopped before. He's lost fights, but he's never been stopped before because he's tough. And I don't think it's going to happen against a guy like Emmanuel Navarrete that early. Like, I don't think Navarrete is going to come and just knock him out in the first six rounds. Uh, I think Navarrete is going to slowly break him down where there's a stoppage. And I think that's going to happen in rounds 10 through 12. And usually the odds for that is a little bit better. They haven't come out yet because we're previewing this fight six days before. Uh, but make sure you go look at that. But I do have Emmanuel Navarrete uh, winning by knockout. And that's the bet I'm going to be going for. But this one, I think, could be a really good performance. And it's not going to be an easy fight. Like, I think some people, like, this is a little bit dis disrespectful, I feel like. Um, a plus 700 for Robson Conceição. Because he is he is a good boxer. Yeah, if, if Emmanuel Navarrete is sort of, I mean doesn't train well or something along those lines or if he just struggles with the sort of awkward style he does get tired he does get tired uh pretty fast he does gas out at times and if he struggles with sort of the awkward style that Conte Sal presents then sure um Shakur Stevenson was able to take care of that very easily um Conte Sal is probably going to try to clinch a lot when he's on the inside which is going to be interesting because I'm not sure that with Navarrete's length that he should be trying to fight from the outside. Navarrete is yeah. only 5'7", but as a 72. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To which reach. And Conte Sao, again, like he is somebody who, while wow, he's taller, not the longer fighter here. So I'm curious to see what sort of strategy he's going to employ. I think it's going to be trying to get in between those looping shots of Emmanuel Navarrete and just trying to like pick him apart, different angles, get inside and out very quickly, really rely on his speed. But I wonder how the conditioning is sort of going to be here um still hasn't won a fight since you know before the Shakur Stevenson fight where he fought a dude named Xavier Martinez this was early in 2022 um and then Oscar Valdez obviously gave him the other loss so it hasn't been a great run for him um and Constantin <laughs> interestingly enough he did lose a point in that uh Oscar Valdez fight for sort of hitting behind the head in round nine and Shakur Stevenson was complaining about him holding a lot and you know doing some of that shit so I wonder if he's gonna try to play just so, some sort of rough house he has to with Emmanuel Navarrete and sort of make it ugly 
which I think yeah. is probably his best shot at winning is making it like sort of a bully Sean Porter style fight. I, I don't, I, I don't think that's going to work though. I don't yeah. think it's going to work against a guy like Emmanuel Navarrete because the one thing that we've seen from Navarrete is you might think like he, you know, is he, is he going to lose this fight? And then boom, all of a sudden he knocks you on your ass. Like that's the type, <laughs> that's the type of boxer he is. But here at the mandatory, we want to know how you're going to be betting for this fight. So drop your comments below, uh, drop your slips as well. If you're going to maybe take the underdog, is, is this the fight that Emmanuel Navarrete loses? Let us know. <laughs> drop some comments below. Also follow us on our social media channels. All right, now let's get to the main event. This one is a sneaky good fight. Shakur Stevenson minus 1300 versus Edwin De Los Santos of plus 720. Brian, uh, before you let us know your bet, is this line a little bit disrespectful for Edwin De Los Santos? Because I truly believe he has a chance in this fight. I mean, if you think he does, then you're betting him to win by knockout anyway. So I, I I don't think this is this is like I mean, yes, it's disrespectful, but I think there's a reason for that. And people see Shakur Stevenson, odds makers see Shakur Stevenson in particular as close to unbeatable. And I just don't think that they're gonna look at Edwin De Los Santos' skill set and be like, all right. He can catch Shakur Stevenson. He's good enough to, you know, with his power to find a way to catch Shakur Stevenson. It's more like shit can happen. Here's plus 720. I don't think they're banking. That's the best breakdown. Shit can happen. Yeah. I don't right? think they're banking on him having the ability to sort of break Shakur Stevenson down. They're just like, hey, um, if he gets him with a home run shot, okay. But yeah, I mean, the, uh, boxing boxing markets aren't always the sharpest but i do think shakur Stevens is going to win this fight and you know getting to my pick from there um the, the conventional wisdom suggests shakur Stevenson should win this by decision at minus 270 250 that's where you're seeing it right now depending on where you look uh not great straight up unless you're putting a lot of money on it um but even so i thought shakur Stevenson was gonna beat Shishiro Yoshino by decision earlier this yeah. year and he kicked his ass in six rounds <laughs> which was one of his best performances of his career to this point but I do think he's going to win this by decision what I'm probably going to do is parlay the Emmanuel Navarrete knockout with um Shakur Stevenson's win by decision and hopefully those two fight each other after but I think Shakur Stevenson wins us on points and I think that's a reliable parlay leg um, as opposed to playing it straight up, unless you're putting a certain amount of money on it. Yeah, I think this one for me, I think it is Shakur Stevenson's toughest test. Uh, you could also say Jamel Herring. Uh, you could also say Valdez was one of his toughest tests. But I think this is another tough test for Shakur Stevenson. And I got to give him props for that uh, because he is fighting dudes and he's not afraid. And you talked about Yoshino. That was a fight where I was like, yo, Yoshino's got power, though. And Shakur I'm like that Stevenson, for this one, too, though. Edwin De Los Santos yeah. is good. It's just Shakur Stevenson's on a different level, in my opinion. Listen, Shakur Stevenson, we know how good he is defensively as well. He doesn't lose many rounds at all. Very skilled. And and I feel like we're seeing his power transcend as he moves up in weight class, just like how Bud Crawford's did as he moved up to welterweight. Now we're seeing really Shakur Stevenson really grow into his body and we're seeing that power now. Now, how do I think this fight is going to go? I think Shakur Stevenson, because of his skill, because of how good he is defensively, he rarely loses rounds. I do think Shakur is going to win by decision. However, when I take a look at Edwin De Los Santos, he's 16 and 1, 14 of those wins coming by way of knockout. His one loss is against William Foster. That was a split decision. And the only way that I think he can win this fight is if he makes it a brawl. 
because he's not going to outbox a guy like Shakur. So the one fight right. that I go back to is the Jose Valenzuela fight. And that was a fight where he ended up knocking out Jose Valenzuela. But the way that he fought him, that's how he has to fight Shakur Stevenson. Because he was being the aggressor. He was using his speeds. He, he knows how to use his angles really, really well. And he was trying to brawl in that fight. He has to try to brawl against Shakur Stevenson and make it a tough fight for a guy like Shakur. And I think that's the only way that Edwin De Los Santos is going to win because he is a power puncher. And if he makes it difficult, if he is that aggressor, if he uses that same fight style as he did against Valenzuela, I think Edwin De Los Santos has a chance. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but I, I have to say that because Edwin De Los Santos, I don't think should be taken lightly in this fight. I think he might give Shakur Stevenson some problems, especially if he goes with that exact game plan. So listen, Shakur by, um, I'm taking Shakur by decision, minus 250. I don't think Shakur stops Edwin De Los Santos, but I think Edwin De Los Santos actually has some very, very good moments in this fight. Again, Shakur by decision, not straight up. Don't tell people that the mandatory gave you a minus 250 bet as a parlay leg <laughs> because, you know, I mean, it kind of is what it is. We can't give you the over-under because the over-under is 10 and a half and the over is like minus 400. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, if Shakur Stevenson is going to win this by stoppage, there are some interesting group round uh, sort of bets that may be sprinkle worthy. If you think he's going to do it sort of in the middle as he did with Yoshino um, between rounds four through six plus 900 between rounds 7 through 9, plus 750, between rounds 10 through 12, plus 1,100. 10 through 12 might be the one where I'm like a little bit intrigued by, but I ultimately think he sort of plays keep away here and just uses his range. I think Edwin De Los Santos is tough. I also think Edwin De Los Santos could like win a couple of rounds here. He might. Maybe, maybe catch Kerr Stevenson once or twice. But as powerful as he is and as skilled of a puncher as he is, Will he be able to find Shakur Stevenson? Or is Shakur Stevenson going to engage more because he's feeling that strength, that sort of confidence in his power after getting a stoppage at lightweight already? And is he going to exchange more? And will that serve him well? Or will that open up, you know, his own his self to get hit? Or will it even heighten the chances of him getting a knockout? I think this is a fight that you have a bet early on, like Shakur by decision to play a safe, yeah. but then you live bet as the fight progresses. I, I'm going to definitely look to live bet after the first couple of rounds because I've been pretty good at that lately. I'm not going to lie. So my only question heading into this fight is Shakur Stevenson has given us some very entertaining fights as of late. But against a guy like Edwin De Los Santos, who if he makes it a brawl and gives Shakur some problems, what Shakur Stevenson are we going to see? Because we know how good Shakur is, but sometimes we've seen him in the past play it a little bit safe, um, like against Nakatila where people came out of that fight and they were like, oh, that was kind of a boring fight. Why did I watch that? I don't think we're going to get that type of fight. But if Edwin De Los Santos starts to put it on a guy like Shakur and is landing on Shakur, which, by the way, very tough to land on a guy like Shakur Stevenson, um, it's going to be interesting um, how Shakur fights. Like, I want to see what his style is going to be. And because I think if he is growing into that power, we might see Shakur be a little bit more aggressive. Um, which I think is a possibility in this fight. So, um, you know, I I am going to take Shakur Stevenson by decision right now on FanDuel. It's a minus 250. Not the best bet, but it's a safe one um, because live that's bet. how I think it's going to go. Live you could bet. live bet later on, yeah. Also, Edwin De Los Santos, uh, interestingly enough, two inches more on his reach, 70 inches. Um, but typically it doesn't matter because Shakur Stevenson fought dudes with longer reaches than him before. Um 
he's never he's he's not always the biggest guy when he fights um but he also fights sort of bigger than he is especially with yeah. his range because he understands range um so i wonder how is he going to navigate that and is is edwin de los santos going to be able to sort of figure that out and maybe time time Shakur Stevenson a little bit differently than past opponents. I definitely think if he has to brawl him, not box him, you're not going to outbox a guy like Shakur, like I mentioned. So he has to take that same game plan as he did against Jose Valenzuela and fight Shakur like that. And if he does fight Shakur like that, then we might see Shakur have some problems. But nonetheless, we're both taking Shakur Stevenson. Brian's letting us know he's going to be live betting. And uh, we want to know how you're going to be betting this fight. Are you rolling with Shakur? Are you rolling with Edwin De Los Santos? Let us know. Drop some comments below. Also, follow us on our social media channels. We're at The Mandatory TKO. And if you haven't already, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And also, make sure to uh, follow us and subscribe on the audio side as well. Give us a rate and review. Leave us a five star. Uh, and thank you so much for supporting the show. Brian, any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Enjoy the fights. Don't go broke. Yeah.